When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to talk to Tia Hickson and Keenan Perry. They were responsible for monitoring health and safety on set. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having us. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess first question is, what does a health and safety monitor do on set? So basically, we're just responsible for making sure everyone follows like COVID protocols that are provided by Disney. So making sure everyone has their masks on and everyone's like social distancing, all that kind of stuff. Sounds fun. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's hard because the job evolves as the pandemic starts. The rules are right. And different productions have different rules, and then different stores have rules. So people want to be like, I don't have to wear a mask when I go grocery shopping. Why do I have to on set? So, like, it's this really hard battle to keep up with how it's moving in society outside of set and then bringing in different supplements into the set life. Yeah, I would imagine that could be a complicated situation, and you kind of have to be the bad guy sometimes. It's all bad. It's all bad. So people see you coming and they run. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I, someone who knew me on set but didn't know my role spoke to me one time and then was like, what do you have to do here? And I was like, oh, I'm like that. They weren't on set, so they didn't see it. I was like, I'm the health and safety monitor. And they're like, but I like you. <laughs> oh, so the key is to get to know them before they know what you do. Yeah, All right. I see. Well, I see. there you That's have it. That's a strategy involved with this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, did you guys just work on season three or did you work on any of the other seasons? Just season three. Yeah, just okay. season three. Fair, fair, fair. We picked the hardest. Apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as somebody who works in infectious diseases in a pandemic, I want to thank you guys personally for doing what you did because... Sure. Oh, <laughs> Because uh, people forget the pandemic's still happening. So thank you for being the bad cops and <laughs> keeping people safe. I really, really appreciate it. Appreciate you, though. Thank you. So um, while you were being bad cops on set, um, what did the typical day look like for you guys? Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> From the start, it was just epic, Season but. three was, like, cursed. Like, we just, as an entire production, regardless of the pandemic, you just, we couldn't catch a break. And so Aww. you would talk, work on other shows and they'd be like, oh yeah, my show's so hard because of A, B, C, and D with COVID. And we'd be like, no, ours is struggling because A, B, C, and D on top of the on pandemic. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. So I would say the most ongoing conversation you have on set with people when you're health safety is, well, my show that I also work on does A, B, or C. And so it's always the, well, I got to wear it like this, or I could do this, or I could mm-hmm. do this. And constantly like, well, we are here. So, yeah, exactly. so that's irrelevant <laughs> when you're there. We are here now. So Yes. And like the BC government changed their laws. Why is it so different? We're still in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So constantly argue, arguing with people. Yeah. It's a lot of confrontation. <laughs> a lot of confrontation. Oh my God. That sounds exhausting. Well, yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Like- like That's like time. when you get home, you're going to need five shots just to get over your day. Yep. Yeah, we used to go get fast food. It didn't matter if it was like 4 a.m. finishing set. We'd carpool together. We'd go sit in the parking lot and like, like we eat chicken this. nuggets and like eat-, <laughs> eat chicken nuggets and cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it brought us together. It did. It really did. Family. Yeah, I didn't know who Tia was before the show and now we live together. So. Exactly. so we're Oh, what a beautiful thing that came out of it. I'm so happy for you guys. So you, you had to be the bad cops, but at least you got family out of it in a way. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes we would take turns. We'd be like, oh, so-and-so is having a day. Can you take this one, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. You go deal with it today. Like, I, uh, you have more spoons than I do today, so can you go do this? Exactly. exactly. I totally feel that because I, I work in that. surgery and we have uh, situations where it'll be like, okay, this surgeon's being an asshole today, so you can, you can yeah, go. Exactly, exactly. It's yeah. your turn. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Let's see. So I guess we've kind of covered this already, but <sighs> the question was, were there any difficulties getting people to adhere to the protocols and, and, how did they change throughout filming so we've covered that yeah changed because we started uh prep was like september for me i started very 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 early i was looking after the costume building so i started prep before we even went to camera and so i just basically just made sure that all the people in the wardrobe were adhering and those women were lovely and they all it was a very easy task because they all complied really well and then i went to it was the calm before the storm then i went to set and had another thing coming but we filmed from like i want to say what october till christmas i think we started doing our training in like late october but we went to camera in early november so november to april yeah so we had a little bit of time before camera and uh, sorry before christmas and then during the christmas break i think it really wrapped up in vancouver and it was bad so we had to come back and be even stricter and change things so it was Mm -hmm. like hey that break you just had time to tighten up those screws so like the first day back they're like okay so this is what's been going on since Christmas break so you have to do a b and c d now like as opposed to before it was so different totally then, and yeah. so yeah it's you're just ever changing with as the pandemic was through society so then it got stricter and then it would lessen up a bit and then it was strict again and so it was like trying to keep people up with it and they just don't want to do anything yeah it was, it was very inconsistent so it was a nightmare got a little frustrated rightly so I mean it was hard to know what was going on at any given time yeah it was a nightmare like it's it was hard to know what was going on in regular society but then on top of like you had to go through i mean there's like so many sets of regulations totally. and people yeah. come to you like you invented the pandemic so they want you to have all the answers <laughs> like i'm the representative i'm like i don't know I, just here. I don't know they would ask you these like world questions about covid and you'd be like i don't know man just wear your mask <laughs> just, dude, just please they're like so where does covid come from <laughs> like yeah. 
How long do you think this is here for? Oh yeah, they're like the conspiracy that would come from people. It was hilarious. Oh, f- you got to hear those too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like the anti-vax comments oh, to the yeah. COVID monitor. And I'm like, just why like, are you talking? No, your audience. Yeah, like wrong person. Wow. So, what was the craziest? Do you remember any of them? Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. There was one that uh, I don't. It was mostly just like anti-vax comments, like people being like, "Oh, well, like, the vaccines cause this and this and this and this." Because we would film at certain places, certain locations that, regardless of our production, like you didn't have to be vaccinated to work on the show, but at certain locations we would film at that establishment with their mean you needed to be vaccinated so mm-hmm. sometimes our job would require sitting in the mornings or at least people checking in and scanning their vaccination pass and so that is when you would get a lot of like oh so and so is not here today and then they'd come in the next day and be like oh how was yesterday so stupid i wasn't there blah blah, blah. and they give you your spiel and you're just like okay well anyways <laughs> anyway so you're also their therapist also <laughs> totally that totally this job has so many layers to it yeah and it's and it's kind of like every other position of film has been established for so long and so everyone knows what everyone does and what is expected of them and then this like code compliance is super brand new and and they're telling everybody what to do right and and we're learning i don't need to listen to you you're new here exactly it's such a new thing and people aren't used to being on a set and so there's this kind of like pecking order that comes in that's like yeah it's i've been here for 25 years you just got here kind yeah, of thing like, i don't have to, to listen to you yeah you're like you're in your 20s i'm in my 50s it's a it's a lot of that yeah so okay. what would happen if somebody just refused to comply you would take things up you would yeah, go to someone to above to you and then they would go to someone then, above yeah. it's kind of like a baseball with like three strikes you're out exactly. type five gotcha gotcha <laughs> Well, that's good. At least you didn't have to handle that on your own when it got ugly. Uh, no, we were definitely we yeah, had we were, we were totally supported. Great. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, that uh, could have sucked otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember working on another show beforehand and hearing about Motherland because sometimes productions under the same company will need to help each other out with testing because testing can be so hard. And if you last minute need someone and you need to test with a certain amount of hours for the result, you'll scramble. And so I was working on another Disney production and they were like, okay, we have Motherland, this, 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 all filming in Vancouver under Disney. Can we borrow someone to do a test? So this guy came, he would, he needed to go to the States. So he needed some tests. It was like a year and a half ago now. And he came and he was talking about Motherland. He's like, have you ever watched that show? And I hadn't heard of it at the time. And he was like, it's so good. It's one of the only shows I've worked on that I'm actually going to watch. The sets are amazing. And it's so nice. Like it's 10 hour camera days and it's all in the studio with sets. La-di-da. So he's like giving it these like flying colors. And I was like, oh, that show sounds really nice to work on. And I found myself offered a position on season three. And I was like, yeah, I heard about this show. It's really great. But season three, the cast are on the run. So we're not doing it. <laughs> nice little 10 hour camera dates we're doing 12s and we're mostly outside and because they're on the run they're hidden it's not just like public cities it's cold damp for it it's like (laughs) grocery stores late at night so it was like the most challenging thing i've ever worked on just from the like environments we were put in that sounds like a lot yeah we were like (laughs) out in the trenches with the elements yeah it was yeah in the winter time too in Vancouver. Right. Cold. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so not what you were expecting <laughs> at all. No. 
I had nothing to compare it to because it was my first show. But everyone's like, wow, you started off like way down here. Yeah. Like, okay, good. That's good, at least. It'll go up from here. I was like, I was like, Hallmark, hard as it sounds, I would do it all over again because the people I met and the painful experiences I have that I'll I'll take with me for the rest of my life are Mm -hmm. worth it. Totally agree. But that's not to not say it was like really, really freaking hard. (laughs) (laughs) But it balanced out. We made a lot of friends. It was great. Totally. Yeah. So, what was your most favorite moment while you guys were on set this year? It can be the same answer or different. I would like one that comes to mind for me is like right before we left for Christmas, we had like a Christmas costume party, and I remember that very very foggy. It was was a good time. Yeah, on set, everyone was so chipper because they're like, we get to go on a two week break. So it was just like the energy was really good. And yeah, I remember that. And there were costumes. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So So who dressed up as what? Um, There was a. The one I remember most is the Christmas tree. Like, so she came back. Yeah. She came dressed as a Christmas tree, and it was amazing. She had, like, a star on her head and lights all over her body. It was so awesome. It was great. She went all out. That sounds cool. It was very cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my best. I promise I have fond memories. We were just talking about hard stuff, so my brain is yes, like, like trauma mode. <laughs> Even, like, Rap Day, I feel like. Well, it was bittersweet. Yeah, rap day. I, I cried a lot. But it's it like high like, school where you're like, I can't wait to get out of this place. Yeah, never turn back. Then it's over, and you're like, oh, I never want to leave. Like it's totally that. It's like it's exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like trauma bonded. Exactly. Oh, 100%. oh absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He has more. I know there's more, but like. <laughs> no, I'm. When I think of like my favorite things, I think of my favorite set, which is what you guys see in season three of like the uh, the like abandoned hotel that they. Yes. That was one of that our like our only favorites. sets we filmed that was actually built, and it was immaculate. Like everywhere you turned, it was fully realized. Like a lot mm-hmm. of sets will usually be whatever's going to be on camera is made up, and then everything and then behind everything that is just like just scaffolding like, yeah. and stuff. But this was an entire complete three sixties old hotel, and so being in there just felt really like warm. And they like did it up for so Christmas good. with the. Yuletide logs, so it always felt really like warm and cozy. If I had a bad day and we weren't feeling there, I'd go like sit in, in the abandoned hotel set, which is just like calming energy. Yeah. So, like, that's what I think of. And I always liked those scenes. Like, everyone was just, I don't know, just had like warm and cozy a energy. Good energy. Yeah. yeah. I loved that hotel so much. It was, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. It's really, really interesting watching something back that you worked on because things that felt so well not just feel things that were so long in your head because it takes forever to film that translates to like 30 seconds on camera you're like no we we're spent like, we a week there, there. how is two minutes we're like wait right because there's no way that was all if you remember on episode like one or two i want to say when they're at that like paper mill factory and they're wearing that. so that was a fish factory called Campisco and it was so cold. It was like pouring rain outside and everything is cement. So it was just freezing cold. And we were there for so long. We were there like, for a week so straight and long. it was only like, what, 10 minutes? It was like, not show. even. Like so we had explored every crevice of this creepy haunted, probably building. It was just like damp and miserable. And I watched the show and I was like, oh my God, it's back at Campisco. And then like the next scene happened. I was like, wait, there has to be more. Wait, yeah. We spent so <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird because it makes everything different in your memory. On camera, will be this like flash, and you're like, "What?" 
Yeah. So that's it's really so interesting to see, yeah, seeing how it that is interesting. Mm. Let's distort your sense of time. <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah. Sense in timelines, like sometimes you'll film something like um, this month and then another thing this month, but the scenes will be cut together, together? as if you film yeah. those. And you're like, whoa, we filmed those like miles so apart. apart. Yeah. Wow. And I like, go back through memories of like, what was that day? And it's funny because <laughs> you forget stuff until you see it on screen and, and you're you teleported like, there and, and like, you remember oh what God. you were wearing. For lunch, and like you're completely back there again. That's so interesting. It is. It's like you get a little flash of. Yeah, absolutely. Like all comes like flooding back to you. Totally. For better or worse. (laughs) Yeah, for better or worse. Um. So Tia, you got to stand in for Taylor in a scene with Jess this season. What was that like? Oh, it was. I was super nervous. I'd done it once before for her, like, years ago on her first show called Aftermath. So I kind of knew what to expect, but I just, like, showed up one day and they're like, hey, we need you in a wig. We need you to do this. And I was like, oh, my God, I just got here. What's going on? And they're like, we just need you to stand in for Tay for this one shot because she can't come in today. Um, I can't remember what the reasoning was. Probably the accident. Might be because of the accident or I, maybe a COVID she, scare or something. But yeah, they were knows. like, she can't come in today. All of a sudden, you need to, like, get to the makeup hair trailer get your wig on, get costumed. And I was like, ah, what's going on? I just got here. Um, yeah, so I was really nervous. I wasn't expecting it at all. Like it wasn't anything that had been planned far in advance. It was like day of, they decided totally. to do this. But it was cause... so funny. Cause when she got to set with the wig on, no one knew it was Tia for yeah. so long. That we thought everyone knew that Taylor wasn't there. Yeah. So they kept coming up and like addressing her as Taylor and like good close friends. Even like the assistant director was like, come on Taylor, come on Taylor. And we were like, like wait, ah. do you not? <laughs> yeah. Like, Five inch height difference. I feel like you, I don't know, you feel like you've been able to tell or something. It was, it was uncanny. It was I really guess funny. we have the same face. Nobody knew. <laughs> but the height difference. The height that difference. really blows my mind. That's because she's not there to compare people's brains. They're like, yeah. Like, yeah, your brain compensates. Like, trying to figure out the day because everything was switched so abruptly. Everyone was probably in their own headspace kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that. funny. Yeah. Well, now we know if they need it, if you need to, you can always just exactly Taylor. Yeah. Be a photo totally. double. Yeah. No one will be the wiser. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I remember that day. So remember that if you ever want to commit a crime. Oh my God! Good <laughs> to know. Taylor. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I swear it was Taylor. <laughs> enough DNA that my fingerprints. <laughs> Okay, good to know. There are ways around everything. Taylor herself had a really um, unique experience this season too. That was obviously really hard. Uh, if she, did she speak about the accident on one thing? Yeah. So that was really interesting. I wanted to say it was funny, but there's nothing funny about it. But like ironic because I got to know her because of that outside of the show. So I did not associate her with this like I would be going to work so okay so basically uh obviously Tia's her sister and we were on the same team and so my first interaction with Taylor I remember so well um I was like it was in prep we haven't gone to camera yet and I'm like laminating badges for different <laughs> zones or something like that and she walks in like running late all huffed and she's like hi uh do you know where the where I go to get tested and I was like yeah it's not this building it's there goes she, she runs out of the room she comes back in she goes oh my god thank you so much I almost missed it and she was like, your hair. And I was like, yeah, what about it? She's like, wait, I heard about someone like you. Is your name Keenan? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh my God, my sister told me about you. Apparently you're the shit. <laughs> <I was> like, 
and uh, like Halloween had just happened, and she was like, "What do you wear for Halloween?" And I went as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and she showed me <gasps> Love it. Wore, thank you. And she showed me this witch costume she wore, and uh, and like that was it. And then I didn't really see her again for a while. And then obviously, me and Tia being on our same team, we just like bond, and we would carpool together. And so when it all happened and Taylor was healing, she couldn't really leave the apartment for quite a while. And so sometimes they'd be like, do you want to come up? Like, before you go home, Taylor hasn't had any social interaction today. We'd probably <laughs> love her, like a new face to like hear about day. So we'd be like, go up and see her on the couch or in bed or whatever and be like, hi. So don't feel bad about missing today. It was like pouring rain for 12 hours. Here's what you missed. And so I got to know her as like Tay. And then it was literally like months until she came back and by the time then I had known her really well because the few first scenes of filming were like you're just getting to know people you barely even know your team you're really not like you're so detached right it's early days and so anyways by the time she comes back I'm so close to her but I would see her on set and I'd be like Tay what are you doing here yeah (laughs) you're not supposed to be here you're not on this show exactly like home life and socializing and it's like yeah this is your show oh that's funny I remember that day though so clearly it was awful we were filming at a mansion oh called Shannon Muse and Horrible. I was on circus duty so circus is where like all your trailers to get ready are and I was doing whatever I was doing there that day and I've come in to do a switch off and I'm like I've been basically isolated all day so I'm like ready to see people and I'm walking up to the mansion front door and I'm about to open it and Tia opens the door right from me and I was like oh hey I was coming to see you and her face is pale and her eyes are wide and I could tell it's not okay and I was like I was like, hi. And she's like, um, I just got off the phone with my sister. I think she was in a car accident. I need to leave. And I was like, what? And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll hold down the fort. Yeah. I'll cover it. And I was like, what's happening? It was so weird, though, because she was texting me. So my brain was like, okay, it's not that bad. Like, she's still capable of texting me. And, like, she's still typing coherently. I, like, I can understand her. So I, my brain was like, okay, it can't be that bad. So I wasn't in any rush to get there. I was, like, dawdling, taking my time. And when I got there, she was like crying and shivering and she had a blanket around her. It was horrible. And I was like, I didn't realize it was so severe because when she was talking to me, I was like, okay, well, she's still like able to type and able to talk to me in like coherent sentences. So yeah, it was a shock to see her. Like, it was sure. like, yeah, I remember that day so clearly. Just walking, I was like, hi. <laughs> I was like, I gotta go. Like, it happened, I need to leave. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a really weird day. But it was losing Tay for filming wise was a domino effect because then we would have inevitable COVID scares with other cast members, whether it be close contract tasting or an exposure, whatever. And so now we're down those people. We already can't film with Tay. So we're limited what we can film and who we can film with. Now these people are out and certain locations you have booked for a certain amount of times with certain like like certain schedules so it's like we have to go to whatever building on this day we have no one we can film with and so there was so much of like yeah just like trying to game plan on the thing obviously it had nothing to do with us thankfully we just got to sit back and be like wear your masks and all the chaos (laughs) everyone runs around with a chicken with their head cut off but yeah there was like i don't think most shows have as much like you know need to come up with quick solutions on the ground as Mm. motherland did like it was a curveball it was yeah it does sound like it was cursed and i can't imagine being a writer trying to work around like all of that i respect them so much for that because they would have to like day up be like rewrite everything because we can't film what we were planning to do Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god they like flew people up from la we're gonna do really lovely having on yeah it was imagine having like that pressure on your shoulders i just couldn't and set pressure cookers right like it's a really 
environment. So if everyone's, if, if someone's happy and calm, it, like it starts from the top up, everyone is, but when it's chaos, you just feel it all totally. in this room. Yeah. So it's intense, intense energy for like 12 hours on it. <laughs> yeah. You just sit in the car and you don't even want to talk about the day. You don't even want to play music. You just want to like sit just silent. Just like drive home. See, at that point, I would be like, okay, I'll take the confrontation over having to like do the whole rewriting everything or the director. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. It was something else. Mm -hmm. Intense. But I think it's set a good precipice because now every show we work on is going to feel like a breeze. Oh, for sure. Oh, you're number one. You have to get written out for some episodes because they're hit by a car and you didn't have a bunch of COVID scares and you weren't on vacation at night and it wasn't this and this. this. (laughs) We're already good. All right. (laughs) So, like, you have like a new low set. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So, having gone through this experience and, like, Tia, you mentioned this was your first time working on set, like, would you want to work on sets again after this experience? I think so because at the end of the day, like I came from the food industry, so I'm used to being like crapped on all day. And like I so it didn't come as much of a shock to me hearing like mean things being said to me. I was so used to it. But I would honestly I put that experience above my food industry experience. So I would totally do it again. Totally. And don't get us wrong, like there's a lot of fun working on set. Like it, it's yes. a very stressful environment. For sure. And it doesn't- I don't know like a regular job sometimes exactly. it like sometimes it doesn't feel like work it almost feels like a weird like summer camp where you just have like your duties and like you're like volunteering to wash yeah. the dishes or whatever like yeah. you just have your tasks you have to complete totally so even at its like worst i wouldn't even put it as being as bad as like previous jobs i would yeah i would do it again it was definitely the was more mentally than physically i would say I get you. Yeah, that does sure. sound like a mental, <laughs> a big mental game. It's totally tiring. Yeah. Totally. And it's hard because you can really only talk to each other because mm-hmm. people who don't work in the industry or especially don't work on like that environment are just like, what's your job? Like, yeah, what do you what's do? Your <laughs> no, I completely get that. It's, it's <laughs> like that in other, I bet Theora feels that way to a certain extent too. For sure. And I know surgery, you can't exactly talk about the things that we talk about it like in the break room it, with no, normal other people. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Totally. So. Uh, let's see. Did you want to do like the next one differently, Theora? Jump to number nine. Okay. So now that Motherland's over, what are you guys up to? Um, we're unemployed. Yeah, as <laughs> Pretty I, as much. I go, we're unemployed. We're having a living your best life. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah, you you make a lot of money in a in a you know I was gonna say short amount of time in a, in a long amount of time. Yeah. But you make a lot of money. It allows you yourself over to the next totally, project. and that's kind of how a lot of people do it. You you work horse these insane hours for mm-hmm. months on end. You don't really see anyone. You don't really live anything outside of work, and then you just then take you a big gap off. off. Yeah. So we've had the summer off. Um, we it's really crazy. We met on the show, living in like different cities in different <laughs> households. I was still living with my parents, and then 
by the time this show ended, we had this house together <laughs> in the city and it was like so amazing. So we've just yeah. sort of been like, like, yeah, decorating, moving into the house the whole time after mm-hmm. we finished wrapping, really creating our space, um, doing a lot of mm-hmm. that, just like spending time <laughs> that isn't work related, <laughs> just yeah. socializing, mm-hmm. bonding more without the trauma <laughs> yeah. of the bonding. Having a life. Yeah. That's what you've been doing. <laughs> catching up, catching up on all the life we missed. Yeah, I feel that. And <laughs> tuning into Motherland every Tuesday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, how is watching it after having worked on it? Absolutely it's bizarre. Kind of. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, absolutely it, bizarre. It didn't quite piece together the way I thought it was going to. Like, this really? Whole, yeah, I don't know. I was expecting something totally different. Than You're there, present on set, and and, and watching everything except mm-hmm. for what's actually happening in front of the camera, right there. There's so much to be dealing with, and so much crew and going on you're not actually watching what you're actually mm-hmm. filming that day so you'll remember the sets you'll remember the costumes you'll remember that cast being there when you're watching the actual dialogue you're like oh we were filming a fight <laughs> yeah. scene this day like oh, that's what, that's what was happening yeah. on yeah. set oh like yeah. i remember this or that um and then it's also like you get to know these people outside of their characters mm-hmm. so you'll see someone like get angry and like that's like, not them at all they're so nice like <laughs> like watching what's an example I would say like Bob Hurst. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. Bob Hurst's like, ability is the nice sweetest man. The sweetest man. One time we were filming really late at night, and we're rain- and it's pouring rain. And where I've had to grab my stuff from, my uh, ride is parked at the end of this street. But but they're there waiting for me, and I'm walking in the rain with my hood on. And this car pulls up. <laughs> the dark. The window goes down. It was like, hey, it's really raining out there. Do you need a ride? And I like lift my hood. I couldn't really tell who it was. I was like, oh, I have a ride. They're just waiting for me down there. And he was like, okay, thanks. It was Bob. Yeah, he was he tried so nice. to offer me a ride, like the sweetest And man. he made so a point nice. to like remember all the crew's name, which I really respected that. I thought that was really So then you watch it on TV and you're like, oh, he's so creepy. Yeah. But he's so nice. It's so funny. That just shows how great his acting is, too. So like, watching really that cool. is like, that's a big element. You're, you're like, why are these people acting like that? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not them at all. <laughs> and then there's also the element of like, this is what's on camera, but we were standing like right here. And it's like, hey, just around that corner of the camera pan, I'm like sat right there <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> That's really good. Really, it's really hard to just like be present and just watch yeah, it as a show. Yeah, we'll be like, oh my God, remember that thing? Yeah, remember your brain is just happened? bouncing off what's yeah. happening in real time during that. Yeah, it must really mess with enjoying the show as as the show. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, well, I think there's a reason why most people don't watch the things that they work yeah, on. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you're just kind of like, yeah, it just, you just see a location, you're like, oh, not that big. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So how is it different than you imagined? You said it was um, that the season worked out differently than you thought it would. Um, initially, like, they kind of, I kind of heard a rundown of what the story was supposed to be. So I had that in my head. But with, of course, Taylor's accident and everything, they had to completely change it. So I just, I think I just carried like the initial storyline with me and I, yeah. I think they did such a good job at carrying in uh, Taylor throughout. We we all kind of didn't really know. She had to come back at the end and just sort of film a bunch of block stuff really quickly. And it was going to get sprinkled throughout is sort of what everyone heard. And we were so worried, but I think they did such a good job. Mm-hmm. As much as she's absent, it's like her spirit is still being yeah, very much kept still present. Being up Everyone's not mentioning and, her. So yeah, you really, exactly. yeah, like. 
you notice it, but you don't feel such a loss. So you just, you know, she's coming back. So I just thought they did a really, really good job mm -hmm. handling that. It was really good. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, Scylla's not going to forget about Exactly. She's not just going to oh, let her go. Not. Totally. All right. So oh, another thing. Go, 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 go. Editing obviously is not there. On that, right? <laughs> yeah. So you'll watch these scenes and like, okay, perfect example, last week's where Taylor's reveal, she comes back. That was just a guy standing there being like, uh, 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 and then moves and then she's standing there, right? So watching it in this amazing color explosion, that's when we get to be a viewer too. And you're like, whoa, because obviously <laughs> yeah. that'll happen in post-production. Right. So that really is it's like, like, oh, yeah. That stuff is really cool. Seeing like cool. black rain or all these. Because when just... I stood in for Taylor, like I was oh, yeah. just standing on this green platform and then seeing it come to life with all these colors and stuff. So cool. That's really cool. Because you're yeah. like, oh, that's what that's supposed to be. That's the stuff I always wonder or think about is how it looked before the effects are added, <laughs> and like what you're like, especially as an actor, what they're having to act at or with. Totally. Yeah. Seeing the magic element added in effort is like mm -hmm. so amazing. That's I love watching cool. for that part. Yeah. Adds a new life to it for us. Uh, do you want me to just go Theora or I think Theora is a little bit delayed. So, <laughs> um, Keenan, yeah. we see, we've seen on Twitter that you're a fan of the show, big brother. <laughs> Would you, Oh, we do our research here. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever want to be on that show? And uh, what would your strategy be in the house? Oh my god! <laughs> like so trying to convince them. I. Oh my god! Okay, I. <laughs> I've been told question. since I was like young that so okay. So I watched the show as like a family, like when I was like a little kid. I remember like early two thousands, chaotic Big Brother, where it was like very not filtered and like. Maybe not age appropriate at the time, but anyways. Um, and used to watch the family every week and go on. And people used to always say, like, you're going to be on one day. And I never really want to. But when you hear something enough, it kind of makes you. And so I lived in Australia for the past, like, 10 years. I only recently came back to Canada. And so over there, I was watching the Australian one. So it's just something that, like, everyone has. You follow. And now I watch the Canadian one that I'm here. I'm always following the American one. Uh, I get very heated. And so <laughs> I like to to sometimes remove myself like I, I usually take a season off because I get so invested so I was like I'll watch a season and then I'm gonna skip the next one and I'll watch a season just because like I can't stand the like hierarchy high school of like outcasts that seems to always happen I so ready for like a not stereotypical like alpha male or like influencer girl to thrive I just want to see like that like weird dork in the corner just like win it all but I think my strategy would be friends with everyone and just play all sides just like don't have any enemies you constantly obviously have someone where your heart really lies and that you're really feeding to but like giving bits and parts by playing the whole house and just having everyone in their pocket i think as manipulative as that sounds i think i'd be really good at it <laughs> oh so you're the subversive one that's just kind of like I, I see it as sort of like it would be good to observe things and then kind of like come at people with how angles that you know are going to work for each one. Totally. And just play dumb a lot. Yeah. I'm very. Oh, yeah. I'm that people say more with what they don't say mm -hmm. than what they do. So I would just sit back and just act like everything I'm just taking at face value. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like and then just having my inner dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. 
I think all your time oh, watching right. it probably has prepared you for winning. Me and my partner have talked about this a lot, and we both agreed that there's one or two outcomes. I'm either the first person evicted, I go very first, or there's no. I'd watch that season. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, so there's a video on Tiernan's YouTube channel called mm -hmm. Meet the Hicksons. Yeah. And you were voted most likely to survive in the wilderness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, love that. I love that for me. I, <laughs> I forgot. But how would you survive? That's the question. I'm very strategic. Like I watch a lot of YouTube videos about this kind of stuff. So I feel like I just have a lot of knowledge on like how to start a fire, how to do um, like how to ward off animals, that kind of thing. So I feel like that. Yeah, that really surprises fun. you. Like she's so much more than just a pretty face. <laughs> like she's the perfect, perfect example for Don't Judge Book by Cover. You meet this girl and she's like, obviously flawless and gorgeous and beautiful and amazing. Oh, but she like pulls up and she drives this like pickup truck and you're like, wait, what? Or she'll like, you'll go somewhere and she'll just be like heavy lifting this thing. And so yeah, Tia will find you. She's like so <laughs> much tougher than this like dainty little princess that she looks like. It's, it's really funny. I actually think you handle it well. Thank you. That's so basically, if we're going with reality shows, you should be on a live then, is what we're saying. I mean, you already have like the standing in a forest with a film crew for 12 <laughs> hours experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Those always get me because the, the stuff that people decide, like, decide to bring mm -hmm. is oh. interesting. Yeah, so, so interesting. But, um, so would, what about if you got, would you guys ever do something like together, like the, you know, Survivor or the Amazing Race? Totally. Oh, yeah. That totally. would be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, totally. It is so good with directions because uh, obviously she lived in Kelowna before, so we both moved to the city around this around at the same time we moved it together and i still don't know my way around like, i'm terrible <laughs> with directions and i'm and, and i'm but i'm confident so i think when i was like i know where we I are we're, we're, we're right by this place right she's like no babe that's like over the other side of the bridge i'm like oh. she is so good like five days in she can tell me anytime i'm like hey i'll call her from place and be like i'm trying to go here do i want to take a right or a left so she would definitely be the compass of the group <laughs> See, I need that in my life because my I am directionally challenged. Hey, hey. I don't know what changed. Like, I would be terrible with it. That's interesting. But it's like, I think I feel like I used to be better and now I'm horrible. I can't even remember where I parked my car when I come out of the store. I'm like, well, I guess I just live here now. <laughs> here, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's been nice. It's been nice knowing you, House. I'll be at Target for the rest of my life. I mean, not a bad place to like have to live. No, I mean, like if you yeah. had to live in Target, you would. You've got places to sleep. You've got all. I mean, yeah, we could do that. Totally. I'm down. <laughs> I don't think that Target would be down, but <laughs> what could you do? Uh, so. Taylor recently described the Hickson sisters as motherland characters. Oh. 
at the I think it's at the Star Fury that she's at was at recently. Nope. Um, and she said that uh, you would be a grumpier tally. A grumpier tally. Do you agree or disagree, and why? That's that's. I'm... <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Actually, yeah. Grumpy Tally. All right. Confirmed. Who did she say for Tearden? I would say Abigail. I don't. Uh, I'm getting it right now. Rael. She said that Tearden would be Rael. And what is say Tearden would be like Abigail because she's a very like leader type person. She said that she would be Anacostia. I love yeah, that. I, I love that. that. I love that. I love Anacostia. I love her. I love Anacostia. So, there you have it. I love that everyone else got like, well, Tierna would be real, Taylor would be Anacostia, and you yeah. got Grumpy Tally. Tally actually is. It's like the negative. The less. Tally post mycelia. Tally after she's had her heart broken a few more times. Exactly. Sally, I've seen seen some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, existential crisis, Tally. That's hilarious. (laughs) I love it. Or Tally, if she hadn't grown up on the matrifocal compound, I don't know. (laughs) Right. Because that seems super peace and love and hippie vibes (laughs) going on there. But and no men. I mean, never, never men. Um. Caitlin's giving me questions <laughs> live and in person now. Perfect. Yeah. I'm ready. We have I'm answers. Ready. I feel like I should just say them at this yeah, point and then j- you can Caitlin, just them. come on and say them. <laughs> Caitlin, join us. Hold on, I have to turn the camera back on. <laughs> Watch all the audio cut out now. <laughs> <laughs> since uh, since the oars delayed and we're having I apologize my neighbors are having like a rager outside the wall i'm recording on so i have to be quiet that's so fair that's fair so basically i want people to get to know you as well as not just your jobs Aww. but so <laughs> that's I, like our big goal here oh, with the career yeah. interviews I love that. Yeah, because you guys deserve to be recognized. Oh, especially with all the shit you went through. <laughs> <laughs> I have no filter. You'll learn this very quickly. Okay, I'm a thing. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so I do all the, not all, but like I do a lot of research for these interviews and I go like way deep down. Oh God, so, what did you find? <laughs> um, a lot, but. <laughs> <laughs> But no, mostly I'm going to go through uh, Tiernan's just Tiernan has a lot of videos. Yes. And I just want to know how she gets you guys into these things. Like, is this just normal for you and she just films it? Usually. Yep. Well, sometimes we'll have like a set plan. Like she's like, I want to go do this. Like I want to go to a forest and see if we can find any like supernatural stuff or something like that. So sometimes it'll be planned. Other times just like whip out her camera and like vlog a day in the life. <laughs> yeah, this the scary number of videos. Yes. Yeah, those ones are like the plan. And ones, like but... something that needs to be said about Tiernan is there's a lot of people who like turn it on for the camera 
and they'll like act really like zany or whatever. And then as soon as they stop rolling, they pull up their phone. They're really calm and collected. That is not the case. No, no, what no. you see on camera is exactly who Tiernan is. Like she is, <laughs> whether or not anyone is recording, exactly. she is like she loud, boisterous, chaotic in the most fun way. But like, I love spending time with her. She's unhinged in the, in the <laughs> best way. <laughs> yeah, you just got to meet them, right? Last month? No. Or did you meet them before? I met, I only met the, the dad and the brothers. So funny. I hadn't met any boys in the family for the longest time. <laughs> um, but Tierney and I met quite early when, like, er, like before moving out. Yeah, I think around Christmas, visit... she was visiting Taylor's apartment yeah, after like the accident back in Coquitlam. Mm -hmm. And I think you came up and with so, the one time she was. was yeah. So I'd known her a few times. Um, but the, their father and their brother would like he'd come to the house and i would be like out somewhere and things so like everyone else was getting to meet them and i was like do you actually have any guys in this family or just all girls? <laughs> like is there a conspiracy theory i need to meet are these men are they real, real? <laughs> the first thing when i like went and visited their their home like their other home there where the parent family lives i like walked in i was like okay i need to see if these men are real <laughs> you to your dad, I, your brother now. I need evidence so they're not holograms they're not no, they're lovely <laughs> like the whole family is they're all gems so do you think you're gonna get wrapped into some videos at some point oh absolutely i'm trying i, I, think, I think this would be a really good combination to have we've already two. filmed a little bit of content we explored a abandoned house that oh, was really yeah. exciting that is yeah. should come up somewhere sometime and <laughs> that seems on brand and, yeah. some, like, and there was like <laughs> a, swimming, a swimming day at the lake we got some footage so yeah, stay tuned. We'll be watching. Already made my way into some of them. Yeah, she like pulls out her phone and we'll just film. Oh yeah, half of it you don't even know. Exactly. You're like, oh, are like, oh, I'm on YouTube. Cool. I have to say, the handcuff challenge was one of my favorites. Oh, mine too. That's like my favorite video. That and like the calling people, but we can't hear. Yes, that's 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 a great one. This came up on set. Do you remember that? We had friends in the lighting department and there was like, oh, I forget exactly how this happened, but there was like some weird new app and it basically worked like someone's IMDb and was listing things you were in. And for oh, some yeah. reason it like casted Taylor in these like weird Tiernan videos. And they came up with like, what are these movies that don't have posters? Yeah, it was like, and it would be like four minutes or whatever. And they would take them to the link of YouTube and they would come up to Tiana and be like, so who is this and what's going on? And it would be like short film. And I was like, oh, that's not it. I saw that. I, I saw that on, on IMDb. What was it on IMDb or was it something else? No, it was like, no th there's a Nepal website that's like authoritative, like film database or something. Oh, and it has the right. Nike size 13. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, what was this? So I watched that for the first time and I was laughing my butt off because... <laughs> At least Motherland put a wig on you, but Taylor just has black hair from behind. <laughs> put me in as a stand-in and like make it super obvious that it's not the same person. That is exactly that. That made its way around set. Like yeah, that was trending funny. That <laughs> on the regular. You're basis. like, what is this? This makes no sense. I'm like that's the point. And then people would show other people and go and be like, "Is that T? Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I love this video. I want to be adjacent. I want to watch all of that go down and not but not be like in it we could do like a behind the scenes moment like there you go <laughs> yeah 
It'll be like, like it'll be pretty meta because it'll be my eye was watching this and this is how it went down exactly. and I was standing right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We've talked about how it'd be like just what it'd be like to be a fly on the wall in the Hickson household. It just seems so chaotically yeah. fun. Yes, chaotically <laughs> fun is the most perfect way to put it. Yeah, never a dull moment over there. Never. Never. <laughs> never here either. That too, yeah. So I think that Keenan, all the Hicksons need to come to where do you live, Arkansas? Yeah. Arkansas. And we're gonna spend twenty-four hours in the Walmart. Oh, we had a conversation <laughs> with Taylor about how about Walmart because Perfect. I live where Walmart headquarters is, and so it's like the bougie, bougie ass Walmarts are here. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and so it's Walmart in Arkansas. That is not what I would picture in my head at all. I know, right? But it's like the that very section of Arkansas that I live in is like where all of the freaking millionaires live. So we have like two, like five of the biggest millionaires and or oh richest people in the world, basically. And we were talking about Walmart with Taylor, and then she was supposed to give us evidence of of the the weird scary walmarts and we were going to give evidence of the bougie walmarts yeah so i think caitlin has has our evidence of bougie walmart but her idea that she really wanted was for all of us to spend 24 hours because they're 24 out open 24 hours i just want to see how that would get kicked out that's so funny could you 24 hours yeah i'm down I'm totally so down fun. that would be fun these walmarts are they're huge it's like five football fields of I, I you've got like and we treat it like a music festival we'll go to different departments the baby section the toys exactly <laughs> like, there's also like, a lot of alcohol I you don't there's a lot of alcohol you don't have to leave there's a wood-fired pizza restaurant there's doggy daycare there's a vet walmart festival i'm already you can get your hair cut there and get medical care (laughs) one stop shop one stop shop okay i'm down all right well we'll talk we'll make plans we'll make it happen So fun. Field trip to Walmart. To the Walmart. We have food trucks outside our Walmart. Oh my god. <laughs> sounds like I'm used to the Walmart affiliate in Australia, which is called Big W. And it is like mm-hmm. a lesser version of a Canadian Walmart. So I feel like from my standards, like I would my mind would be blown. Mine would be too. I'm picturing like the Disneyland of Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you have like when you as soon as you walk in, there's this video, this giant video screen of directories for the departments. That's so weird. Shopping mall, but of its own store of just Walmart. Yeah, it it pretty much is. Like the bay, like original. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. I'm so down. I'm so down. That sounds like even the bathrooms are super nice. (laughs) We're there. Couch is in anytime. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) I love it. Now that would be a video. Yes. Twenty-four hours in the park. I'm just picturing it. I just, I feel like we'd get kicked out within the first 15 minutes. No, just we talk to the managers beforehand and say, hey, do you want some actual good press for Walmart? Yeah, exactly. We're influencers. The influencer crew is here. Bringing content. I love it. Okay, so one last Tiernan content thing because there's just so much. 
<laughs> there is a TikTok of saying goodbye to the old house with a lot of interesting, interesting stories. Oh, I want to see that TikTok. I haven't even seen that one. Oh, you got to watch it because we had so many questions. Caitlin and I watched it and we were like, wait a minute, we need to know more. <laughs> so apparently Tia hides boys in her closet all the time. So does Taylor. I confirm. <laughs> I don't go with my parents anymore. I still do Yeah. Like, fine. Just can I borrow your dress when I'm going to cosmic up? There's more. Yeah. <laughs> but I was wondering. I know it's time in the closet, but. Did Taylor actually sleep in the closet? I for think years? so. I feel like she did. I think that's right. Yeah, it must have been a long time ago, but I remember her like setting up. It was like a little fort that she would make in there and like would sleep in there. And I was like, gonna catch me in there because there's always spiders <laughs> why would you do that to yourself that's such a, yeah, a taylor thing yeah no yeah uh, see we didn't find it until after we talked to her so we couldn't ask her oh that's so yeah also yeah. we had we asked her way too much so. <laughs> yeah we kept her for like she was with us for like two hours oh my god that. So she awesome. would have loved it yeah she would have loved it had a great time but so getting to know the both of you, not just the content, that's random. What do you guys like to do for fun? Like when you're not putting up with all of that stuff? Fun. I am a music person, like to my core. I love music. I love playing guitar, piano, listening to music, just all that kind of stuff. Anything involving that is like my go-to when I'm bored. You jam? That's your jam? I do. Right now, I feel like if you asked me that uh, pre-pandemic, I would have had like this like list of hobbies I like to do and little things per side. But I really had like an awakening during the pandemic. I am not like I am the biggest social butterfly. In case you couldn't tell, I'm not really like shy or quiet. So. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't really know what America was like because every country seemed to be different. But in Australia, the lockdown was severe. Like it was insanely serious. There was times we had to apply to go to the grocery store. And we basically had to prove that like, no, we need this food. We need toilet paper. We need these things. And we had to confirm that we'd be going to one that was like just down the road within our neighborhood. And we'd be back within a certain time. So like we saw no one and did nothing. And so it was like, we basically, I, I basically got like two years of COVID because, well, everyone had two years of COVID, but I mean more like two years of lockdown because I did... I did Australian and then I moved back home to Canada and then I'm in quarantine for like a month. And then I'm in my house and I can't see any of my family because the, the, the pandemic like spiked as soon as we moved here. It's like we brought it. It was terrible. It was doing so good. And then we came out of quarantine and that was terrible. So we couldn't see any of our family. We don't know anyone here anymore. We don't know anything. We just stayed in our house. So I literally was like, mark my words. When I am allowed to leave the house, I will never be home. I don't care what it is. I'm doing everything, all of it. Like a story I haven't been to for the first time, I'm doing it. And so we always make a joke, like living with me and Taylor is like, are you really living with me and Taylor? Because we're like, right now she's in London. We're in her bedroom right now filming this. <laughs> she's not here. Uh, Lisa, no. I thought it was familiar. <laughs> it has the what? best lighting. It has the best windows. We're like white wallets. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm just never home. And so... Like, what do I like to do for fun now? Pandemics or anything but being at home. <laughs> just anything. I'm, um, and it's gotten me into some situations. Like, maybe I'm too much of a yes man. I'm just <laughs> any invitation, anytime, any place. 
but like as interest wise, I'm really interested in uh, clothing and fashion. I recently got signed to a modeling agency. So I'm very Ooh. where that takes me and what comes of that. Um, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> my friends always are pushing me. I'm not on TikTok yet. I need to, but they always say that I should. They always send me these outfit like trends or fashion looks. They're like you have to do a video for this. You have so many clothes. And so I, uh, yeah, I'll get on that. I'm, I'm very interested in clothing and fashion. And uh, it's funny. I would have told you before working in the industry, just watching movies. Like all I, I like love, I'm obsessed with cinema. It's watching movies, TV shows. When you work in it and you talk about it all the time, <laughs> it kind of makes you want to like take a step back for a bit. Yeah. You're like, oh, let's do anything but watch a movie. <laughs> I still love it, but it's it's definitely less of a priority. Yeah, because then you're in the theater and you're like, oh my god, imagine how long this day of shooting was for them, or like, imagine this location for them. Yeah, it changes. And moving back to Canada has really made me appreciate the outdoors. Australia was so sweltering hot, and I'm not someone who particularly loves the heat. Um, although I realized Amen. I was climatized and I could handle it pretty well, but I used to just sit at home, kind of miserable with air conditioning in Australia, and wouldn't really do much. And now that I'm here and in Vancouver, the summer is such a temporary amount of time. I really make the most of it now. And I'm like, okay, so I just like it in small amounts. It's just like my friend that's a little bit too much to handle. So I just like stay the sun, like high for a few months. And then it's like, okay, you go, can go away now. And so I make the most of it while it's here. So I'm like the most outdoorsy I've ever been. All my Australian friends messaged me and I was like, Keenan, what's happening? Like we're offended. We couldn't get you out of the house. And now you're at lakes and parks and you're always in the sun. What the hell changed? Like, well, it rains and it's gray like 90% of the year here. So you, so really have you make the most of it. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I need to, I need to move. It's too, I can't handle the heat here. Cause it's kind what of like. What temperature would you like? Okay. Would you like? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> perfect answer, Bree. No idea why Bixby was like, listen, we're great. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Bix for you, ho! <laughs> we also have chaotic energy in this podcast. Oh, we are. Okay. Why am I blurry again? Because it's you. <laughs> but I, I love what you said about movies and like not being able to watch them the same. I was a PA on a commercial set a couple times, and it was awful. Like, yes, oh my god, <laughs> poor PA is like. Oh, I, I don't. How did you guys even handle like those long hours? It was. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't like, know. I literally <laughs> don't know. I so me and my partner worked at the same job back in Australia. I worked at a theme park, <laughs> and I would like go to him, and I'm like, I used to complain about an eight and a half hour day as it was a long one. Yeah. I just did sixteen. Like, how am I standing? Yeah. I That's the thing is like you just go you just do it and you don't you don't even think about it and no. then afterwards. And it's not a regular shift where it's like a scheduled routine of you doing yeah, one thing. It's different stuff constantly. And so like you're not just sitting at a register doing the same task or at an office chair or like whatever your job may be. Like you're changing and shifting and people are moving down. And so it's like it's a constant move. So you can trick yourself often to think like how many hours have passed? Because you break it up into sections of what you've been doing mm -hmm. and almost just feels like a new day each time. If I feel like if we were just sitting with one task in one spot in one place, how could you for that long? But mm -hmm. there's so much momentum to film and so much variation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of rest time too. Like yeah. you can have like your time to relax while you guys, while we would like take turns doing cast masks, like taking their masks from them. Totally. Take turns. So 
we get enough breaks, I feel like, that it made us... Yeah, you don't have, like, a break time besides your eating lunch, so you just yeah. sort of, like, take, take them it on yourself day. when you can. Just give yourself a rest. Yeah, I feel like that'd be important so you didn't yeah. absolutely yeah. burn out. Or lunch, because if you slow down after, you're done. Like, you have to keep going. Once you hit lunchtime, then you just got to power through the rest of the day. Oh, when everyone came back from lunch, Otherwise, it's like, like energy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was you so won't pick yourself back up. You'll crash. You'll hit a wall. Yeah. Uh I feel that so hard because when I when I'm at work and then I eat lunch, I don't want to eat lunch because I know that after I eat lunch, I'm dead. Like totally. I'm useless. Totally, totally. I would say also about hours. It's not the uh, for me personally. It's not the hours of like amount that you work. It's the time in the day. So you could go from like early morning and do a twelve hour shift or a fourteen hour shift or sixteen hour shift or whatever. But even just doing a ten hour one, but it started at like six p.m. That's awful. And it messes with your body for the rest of the week and for your schedule. Mm -hmm. So they, there's this really beautiful thing in a film called a fratter day where you start <laughs> on Friday night and you don't finish work until Saturday morning. It basically eats your whole weekend. weekend yeah, because you and spend Sunday like recuperating. Just sleeping. You're not doing anything. And, you, and then because of that, some people have contractual uh, neat requirements where they have to have a certain amount of time in between for a weekend shift. So now Monday we're starting late. Mm -hmm. to fulfill that so then tuesdays later thursdays later wednesdays later like it keeps going like and effect. then by the kind of yeah. weekend now that friday is worse than the last friday rinse and repeat and like every week it's so hard to come out of those cycles sometimes mm -hmm. and you're like this doesn't even need to be in the dark why are we filming at night you know what i mean that stuff is hard it's those weird hours yeah you're like my we body's not okay with this yeah exactly <laughs> we obviously do not work nearly as long hours but that's our fridays as well filming this podcast oh, i don't get to right. until 3 a.m because oh, people yeah. don't stop talking sorry Caitlin. well <laughs> listen here's the thing it's pretty gets off it's a team Hold effort ma'am <laughs> theora gets off work and she's in um west coast, west coast time i'm in central <laughs> yeah and then Caitlin's in Eastern time. So by the time she gets off work, gets home, and then we start filming, our podcasts are like three hours long every episode because we cannot shut up. Same. I'm the same, yeah. Also, those time zones are so real. Having friends and family in Australia now, it's like, can I call you? It's like, yeah, it's like five in the morning. I'm not really going to be much of a, <laughs> not really going to contribute to this conversation. But for them, it's like dinner and it's a great time. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. real. It sucks. Yeah, absolutely. That's got to be hard totally. with, um, I have friends in Australia and I'm, I always know that when I'm getting up at 4am to go to work, they're like, they're big chilling over there. Totally. They've lived a whole day. Yeah. 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 It's very loud. Wow. Um, so yeah. My brain just keeps going to like different questions. Ask them all. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you, what what is it about fashion that you love so much? Oh, um, easy. Uh, how do I want to put it? The Expression? ability to express myself. I think for such a long time through childhood, um, which like really I would just put to like society not having very many queer visuals to sort of relate to you really have to blaze your own trail and kind of start your own path and figure things out and, and it's really it, my 
like gender journey was so frustrating because I was like questioning my femininity and masculinity like right before, like literally right before people like uh, Jeffree Star, Jonathan Van Ness, um, James Charles, all those J names <laughs> that are like gender not conforming were like big public images. And so no one knew what to do with this. I would like tell people like, I think I want to like go into like the dress section and try something on. And they'd be like, oh, so are you a girl? Do you want to be a girl? And I was like, I don't know. I just think dresses are pretty. And so it was so hard because like, I like just when I become comfortable and understand myself, then all these people started being put into media. I was like, oh, this would be nice references to like bounce off of, but it's cool. Um, anyways, going back, I think for such a long time as a child, I like knew I didn't like, I wasn't presenting the way that I felt, but I didn't know how I wanted to do that or how I could do that. Um, and then in Australia, you have to wear a uniform in high school. So I was being told what color my hair should be, how long it should be, what, what, what to wear every single day. And it was very masculine. And so that was even harder. So like coming out of high school was this like whole rebellion of just like, no one is telling, no one puts baby in the corner. Like no one is telling me ever again. And it was just almost like a, yeah, like a pushback to all of that. And then I really found myself and I, I just, yeah, I just, I feel like I show, I feel like people know me at face value because they see the way I look and they're just like, oh, okay, this person is exactly who they are. Exactly. Who they are. Like, it's like all cards are on the table as soon as you meet them. Cause they just, they see, there's no hiding. Right. Like, and I think it helps people don't like tiptoe around me, which I really appreciate. I have very thick skin, which comes from having facial hair and wearing like a dress or a skirt in public. You've been called every name under the sun. And so yeah, I just, I would say the the element to express my true feelings as more opposed to like clothing itself, it is that, it's like the, it's like more important. It's like identity based, if that makes sense. Yes. So fashion is your medium, basically. Yeah, really, totally. Um, you That's mentioned awesome. representation in the media and like how it would have been helpful. We are changing our name next month to Big Gay Energy. So we Love can that. talk about like the different representation in media. Yeah, how do you feel like the representation has changed? Like, do you feel represented in like TV shows or film? I know we have such a long way to go, but like, how do you see that change? Okay, so ooh, I've got so many opinions on this. I love this question. Okay, so for the longest time, I was really sick of seeing. Okay, okay, wait, wait, oh my god, there's so many elements. Okay, so first thing, <laughs> take your time with okay, yes. first thing, take your time with people was like you were only ever seeing a very tokenized uh queer male mm -hmm. in the media so often it was always the side character gay best friend that is so stereotypical they talk with their hands and they have their like um they're, they're like a feminine voice and their diction on the way they speak you can all hear it in your head right now as i'm saying it the, the way they walk they talk it was so stereotypical but they would always it would all, it was always sort of like the energy and the voice and everything was feminine but the presentation was masculine like short boy cut t-shirts jeans always and i'm the opposite I call the phone, I've got this deep voice, and I got facial hair like a man, and then I have like long pretty hair and I wear dainty dresses. And my personality is actually really bro-y. Like, like I, I like have a bunch of like dude friends and be like, hey man, and we like high five, but I dress like a little Lolita princess. And so I'm the exact opposite of what was being shown. And I was like, I just want one queer dude who has like a deep voice and has masculine energy, but dresses like a little cupcake. <laughs> it's like, where is that? Um, I still don't know if we've seen that. However, things that have, developed in a way that I like is for the longest time we were only queer people of any letter of the alphabet of our alphabet uh were victims only victims whether it was like a gay man or a trans woman or whatever in between it was always they're the employee that's losing their job for being queer 
the partner who's getting dumped for being queer, the child's getting kicked out of home for being queer. Like it was always a the person who's being killed for being queer is always queer victims. And I don't have a victim storyline and that's not to minimize anyone else's experience, but I was not bullied in high school. I was really popular in high school. (laughs) So I would like love the other side. We've seen the crying kid in the corner. We've seen the kid be bullied. We've seen that a hundred times. We see it in the real world. We know what happens, but there's also success. There's also queer people who thrive. And I am like a perfect example of that. And I want to show the triumph in queerness and that other side. And I think we now have shows slowly starting to just this person's just queer and it's just it's like their entire identity too i feel like too much on that as being like who they are as a person something that comes to mind really well and i'm sure there's a lot of of things but just the thing i'm thinking of and i think this show is incredible in representing so many things is sex education on netflix is just it gets it so right it's it's so right because it's not stereotypical it's not trying to do anything with any agenda and i think that that is one of the first queer storylines I felt so represented. How I'm drawing blanks for names, but the the main character and his gay friend, and it's so not a thing. And there's never this sideline of like, does the gay guy have feelings for the straight friend? And the straight friend is never uncomfortable by his queerness. And there's no issues. They're just buddies. And I've had that friendship so many times. I currently have those friendships. And so that was one time I felt so seen. It wasn't even a thing. It's just this guy's gay, this guy's straight, they're best friends. He's like, hey, do you like that girl? Do you like that guy? Like, it's just not a thing for either of them. I love that show. I think that is great representation. So more writing like that, stop making it the focus. If you ask, like if you get to know Keenan, the list of things before me being queer is mm-hmm. like number 20. Do you okay. know what I mean? And so stop writing your character with that as the focal point. It's just, they're here, they're queer, and that's all there has. No, give them depth and just be like, oh, and they're also same-sex attracted or they're also gender diverse or whatever may mm-hmm. have you. Um, and I think that's happening. I think that shift is slowly but surely coming in. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm excited, but still a long way to go. Would you so wanna... what I'm hearing out of this is that you need your own show. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was like, he, you need you need your own show. No, I would watch that. Or at least like your own, like, I don't know. Or at least being like a web series or something. Thing. Oh, wait, hold on. On your Instagram profile, you have like a story thing and it says, should I start a YouTube channel? <laughs> I don't think you've actually done that. And I think you should. My, oh, yeah. My friend here in Canada sent that to me. It's like, I don't even know. It said it was like 300 and something weeks old. And he sent it to me and he was like, this obviously happened, right? You got 100% votes for yes. And I was like, no. It, it never, never came about. Kenan! So many opinions. Get on it. <laughs> you have your first subscribers already. Thanks. Yes. Oh, you already have a support base. Yeah. And you can collab with Tiernan. Exactly. This is true. This is true. Imagine. Like you have built-in content. This is, this is true. Yeah. This is true. I really should. No, I'm, editing videos. I'm putting it here. We have this. Everyone can bully me. Send me the link back to this. I'm saying it now. I'll do it. <laughs> we'll be watching. And you know it. Yeah. I appreciate it. But, like, you got to give a timeline on it. Because you could say you'll do it. And then, like, in 20 years. No, uh, I'll, I'll start. I'll start 2022. By the, okay, let's say that. By, by New Year's, by 2023, I'll have a video uploaded. Awesome. Okay. And if not, we'll pop up in your Deal. Instagram. Yeah. DMs. Be haunting him until he gets done. 
I got you guys. I mean, we could just make a bunch of different parts for the Walmart video, and then everyone can have a video. Here we go. Oh, yeah. There you go. I love that. Beautiful. I'm really set on this video, if you can't tell. I have to. I'm sold. (laughs) We're invested now. (laughs) I get ideas, and then I'm just stuck on them. I do. Yeah, because I'll be like doing whatever, and then all of a sudden, Caitlin mentions an idea that she hasn't mentioned in a while, and I'm like, "Damn, that was nine months ago, Caitlin." <laughs> I love that. Gosh, darn it! Every single time, <laughs> she won't get the auto sleep off her camera. <laughs> I mean, I keep meaning to do it, but then I forget. <laughs> Me too. My brain is... It's the ADHD. Yeah, Yeah, we're working on getting diagnosed with ADHD. I feel that. I'll, like, wake up at 2 in the morning and be like, oh my god, I haven't seen this shirt in, like, nine months. I have to go find it right now. Yes! That's the thing! That's, like... That happens to me a lot where I'll just like think of something at a stupid time. You're like, I, I have am to do not this now. I am not musically talented in the slightest, and I don't really have any interest in pursuing music, but I'll wake up at 2 a.m. and be like, I just wrote a song. This is gonna be a living one of the next hit. You like be in my Oh my god. I'll wake up the next day and I don't even remember the melody. I'm like, like incoherent. What are like, these words? No oh, we have like the same experiences. Thank God it's not just me. We were interviewing um, Michelle C. Smith, who was the fight coordinator on Motherland. And her. Oh my gosh, she's such a cool girl. We love her, we love so, her so much. much. We're like her biggest fans. <laughs> like, we want her on every single podcast. We, like, uh, the last, like, what, 30 minutes of our conversation with her was just us meeting her cats. I love I that. Love her. <laughs> so fun. But I bring her up because I it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night and I should be in bed. And my head was like, you need to go make a rope dart. Like, you just, you have to. You, and have, you have to. You gotta. <laughs> and I've made three different versions of this rope dart because my brain would not let me. That is hilarious. So I relate. Yeah. That's so I feel funny. Seen. I, yeah, I feel seen. You should totally send them the video of you and Theora doing your... <laughs> It's, it's a lot. Like you see Theora, like just you know, over there spinning her lightsaber, and then you're hitting yourself in the boob with the rope dart. <laughs> Michelle did not uh, teach say- us anything. <laughs> Don't, she's not responsible for that. I mean, I, I, it was me teaching myself from her videos, but it does not reflect anything on her. Right. <laughs> That is hilarious. Um, okay, you were you just made me think of two things I want to say about Michelle. So one, where our job was very much a thankless one on set, Michelle every day would come up to us and be like, I just want you guys to know how much we appreciate what you're doing here, what are you contributing, you're keeping us safe, how is the pandemic it's really important? Like every and like really wholehearted, like hold your hand on your shoulder, look in your eyes, like like it really sweet. It, yeah. And then also there was this thing we did on set. Um, do you remember the betting game with the money and the cards? Yes. You had to like yes. buy a card. Okay, so it was like a 52 deck. You bought a card, however much money. It was like a hundred dollars each, and then there was, was all this money in, and then the cards were turned over. And if your card was the last one, you got all the money. Something along these lines. Anyways, it happened over lunch in like the tent room. And it was like one of my best friends on set that was pulling the cards. He was so excited because I was in the top three. 
Um, and he was so nervous. Anyways, we're pulling them. And the, and the other two people were like someone in like the camera department and someone else really high. So they make a lot of money. So everyone's rooting for like health and safety to win. And they're really excited for me. And uh, it's like between the final two and I'm the second one. And so I'm <gasps> And like, people just, were so upset. So and it was funny. Like, people kept saying something. But Michelle kept coming up, like, weeks after. She's like, I really wanted you to win, Keenan. Like, I'm really disappointed with you. And every oh, like, weeks really after, she would bring it up. She'd be like, Keenan, you really deserve that money. Like, it like it, it keeps me up at night. It really bothers me. And I was oh. like, thanks. I want to go over it. But I love how much you care. She's an angel. She's I so love sweet. her so much. Oh, she's, she's so awesome. Oh my gosh. But I have the coral reach. Okay, hold on. Our laptop is dying. We just need to plug it in. Two seconds. Oh yes. Come on, extension. I really like getting to talk to you both. We like talking to you. Is that the best it'll do? I think so. Poor Theora. is <laughs> still here. She's still here, but. It's all right. The Whoa. party has come. Oh, down. can we see the outfit? I just saw a glimpse. I'm getting Alice in Wonderland vibes. Sure. Yes. <gasps> I, love, I it. love it. There's actually some, I wasn't going to bring it up, but there's actually some inside tea about this outfit. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. I wore this. Okay. Um, no shade to anyone. I'm not, I'm not pressed. I just, Ooh, we're, okay, we're going in. We're spilling the tea today, honey. Hope your mugs are empty. So I wore this outfit one time on a day off in prep. We haven't even gone to camera yet. And I went to go um, collect the check. So I was wearing this out in the real world. And I went in and people from the accounting department didn't appreciate what I was wearing. And they thought this was inappropriate for the workplace. Um, and I didn't really care. And I heard about it through the grapevine. And then it was, I'm the type of person who's like, let's like address this in person. So me and so I went to someone was like hey I heard there's is this a thing can we talk about it and um and then it was and it, I was really like trying to show them how this was based in like queerness and like you're on a queer show so it's just really weird and they were like no 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 like it'd be unprofessional if a girl was wearing that like it's a skirt and I was like it's actually shorts like here I'll stand for the back it's like overalls and so I was like it actually like and should I stand on the chair I it's like it's, it's oh, overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then they were like, oh, yeah. Anyways, they had issues. We're, needless to say, no one cared. And like the, the directors and ADs heard about it on set and they were like, show me all the support. with like, hey, keep wearing whatever you want to wear. We love the way you dress. But like, it wasn't even a thing. But when I like found out I was talking about Motherland, I was like, I don't know what to wear. And I was like, I know exactly what I'm wearing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm putting on. I love it so much because you know that they were just that was all BS with the, oh, we, we get mad if a girl wore that too. Yeah, no, the guys exactly. probably thought it was hot. That's BS. It's uncomfortable when they were No. If a girl wore, if some, if a girl came in wearing that, you'd be like, oh, you might note it and think they're dressing, but it, they'd be like, oh, that was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No. Mm -mm. Don't yeah, like the double standards. <laughs> we don't like double standards here. Anything else you're really passionate when you get it off your chest? Mm. I would say that, um, yeah, I would say like genuinely not trying to blow smoke up anyone's ass, like not just saying it because the camera's rolling. Like genuinely, I've worked on a few shows 
the cast and crew were amazing on the show. Like we went through mm-hmm. some hard shit, but like the the cast itself is like don't name me any names. You work on a lot of shows, and there's usually a few you really like, and there's a few you really don't. And like I can't even think of one on Motherland. Like, oh, even yes. like side they characters, like- they call lovely. Lovely. Everyone on camera, no matter how much of a villain they play, so friendly, so sweet, so kind, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, yeah. Like the the nicest, friendliest, most amazing cast, and also the crew. Pretty much everyone we started with, we finished with, which is insane. Because often on a regular show that doesn't go through all of the trials and tribulations we did, things will come up and people will move on to different things. But we pretty much stuck it out with who we had on day one at the final day and I just thought that was amazing and just spoke to everyone's perseverance that they wanted to see it through to the end and get things done because there was so many times so many of us could have been like you know what we're in Vancouver it's mini Hollywood there is work aplenty so much going on fuck this because I know there's other shows where people aren't getting in car accidents getting COVID scares getting shut down for this getting this happen like do you know what I mean like we were going through so many hurdles and I just think it's like it's such a yeah testament to the people that we worked with that they all stuck it out and they all persevered like Mm -hmm. So you feel like there was more of a camaraderie than there normally would be? A more familial type, everybody? By the time we ended, we did have, like, sort of a mini family. And I know the other people on our team went on to another show. And, like, we stayed in touch with them. And they're like, it doesn't feel as much of a family at this show. And I was like... I was like, but surely it's easier. Like, there's got to be so much less drama. (laughs) Well, sometimes the family part means more than it being easy. So It's so worth it. I agree. So worth it. And that's what everyone we've spoken to has said about, and the, and it's like they've taken pains to bring it up. Yeah. Like we spoke with, with Sandra last night who played Quinn. Oh, yes. And she yes. brought it up. Love her. Yeah. Yeah, it was something else. Yeah. But, but it was again, would, would do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep asking people in Vancouver the same question all the time because I just don't understand. How is Vancouver just like the streets not just shut down all the time with how much is shot there? I don't know either. Um, but the funniest thing is, yeah, yeah. I saw it drove past. Yeah. When you know what the signs, so like you'll have these little signs that just like, they just look a certain way and it's just, it's literally just signs to like show people where to go because often your crew area will just be like somewhere in the general public. And once you work in film, you know, you see them everywhere. You're like, Oh, they're filming around that (laughs) corner. They're like telephone (laughs) poles everywhere. have these little signs. It's everywhere. Like, it's around every corner. Something is filmed. We actually had a... So there's something in the locations department where they do polling. And so they'll go knock door to door and be like, hey, just so you know, on this said date, we're going to be filming. Is that okay with you? And usually people say yes. And if no, then they try and bribe you. Um, but it's usually up to be like, this is what's going to be happening. This guy knocked on our door. And he was like, hi, um, I'm here with the film industry, blah, 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 blah. Filming. And I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, like I do this. And he was like, oh, and it was like our house. And we're like, yeah, we all work in the industry. And he was like, okay, cool. We're doing this thing. It ended up being a movie that had like Taylor's best friend Kelsey in it. Oh, oh that is so cool. Hilarious. So we were like texting her. She was like filming just a street behind. So we're like on your lunch break, if you want like a home cooked meal, like come, come over. over. Come over. Like, That's amazing. And uh, we like went for a walk. Uh, like just naturally as we do it. So once they found out we work in film, they were just like, okay, cool. Can we just like use your like, set up So all of a sudden like driveway. the dolly grip is on our driveway. They think they're like, no, no, they work in film. They get it. Yeah, we had like tests on our front lawn, whatever. <laughs> Did you get compensated at all for that? Because I feel like you should have. 
I don't think we did. No, we're no, just, we were just like, we were just paying it forward. Nice. One day we'll need it for our film. So. Yes, that is fair. So that is fair. Comes around. Uh, well, you'll need it for the Keenan show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we went for a walk and we come out and everyone's there and they stop and turn. They're not rolling or anything, but they all stop and turn and see us come over our house and was like, oh my gosh, people are here. We're like on the front lawn. And then like seven different people from different shows I work on recognize me and they all come up and run and give me heads and uh, hugs and everyone else's faces is horrified. Like it's a pandemic and we're a filming crew. Why are you hugging the general public? <laughs> like cameraman and like people are they're, like hugging me. And I'm like, hi. And they're all like, okay. It like goes on long enough. Like people obviously know this person. He must work in the industry. That was hilarious. Like literally on our- Oh my gosh. Filming industry finds you. Everywhere you can't skip it. For such a big industry, it's really small. Exactly. Yeah, actually, we went to a makeup store yesterday because I went to a party last night that was circus themed and I wanted to do clown makeup and I needed white face paint. And they have a store in the city that sells like, it's like for like drag queens and special effects or whatever. And I noticed these two girls in there and they're twins and I just like love twins. So I'm like, that's why I've noticed them. And then as they're leaving, the one turns around and we make eye contact and she smiles. And I was like, I feel like I recognize that woman. I was like, I must have met her. And I realized it's the Soska twins, which are these like famous horror movie directors from Russia. They're really famous. Oh. They did this movie called like American Mary and they do a lot of segments in anthology horror films. And I like realized after it was too late, but I was like, I was like, holy shit. I talked to my partner. I was like, those were like famous directors. And then the makeup artist, she's like, yeah, they said they needed something for some horror thing they're filming here. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> every filmed here, yeah. people are here. That's so cool. Yeah, all of the time. There's something being filmed. Like a hundred things being filmed. Lots, lots. More reasons we need to go. Exactly. Yes, Caitlin. We want to, yes, we, we're all trying to visit Vancouver at some point. It's you so should. beautiful, it's but come at the right it. time of the year. I, right before lockdown, I actually went to Vancouver. Oh, you did? And it, the flight was only $171 round oh, wow. trip. Amazing. Because of everything getting shut down. Okay, yeah. My state went into lockdown the day after I left. Oh. So I came back and I had no idea what was going on because at that point, Vancouver wasn't really shut down. Right. Yeah. But all our stores were empty. There was no toilet paper. My dad texted me. He was like, bring toilet paper back. That was a weird thing. That's insane. That's insane. That was bizarre. It was so yeah, hard. So I came back and it was like a different world. Right. It was so hard that different countries were doing things differently at different times. Because I would have friends around that we'd be talking about, and it was like, your lived experience right now is like so totally opposite to mine. And Australia, I think, was very early and very fast. So I'd be like watching my family in Canada, and I was like, how are you going outside right now? Like, I'm not allowed. I couldn't if I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say the U.S. was probably one of the worst with the <laughs> look at theora she's like <laughs> she's a um infectious disease pharmacist oh, so she has stories i was in the middle of my residency specializing in infectious disease halfway point when the pandemic happened so like i only know how to work in a pandemic now it's weird it That's yeah she's so cool. big time but I, like I, I, I've worked on like four shows now, but I've only worked in the film industry in the pandemic. So I don't know what it's going to be like coming exactly. out. Exactly. All the safety monitors and people don't have to wear masks and people have to think about things. I'm like ready for the first show I work on post. It's yeah. going to feel very strange. So different. But my question is, are we ever really going to have that? That's what yeah, I was yeah, thinking. Sure. Like, things are probably safe forever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the expert. So tired. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's a bi-annual thing now at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a valid question. Mm-hmm. No one really knows. But people are already so quick to talk about it in past tense. Yeah, they're like, I know. Right. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that, you know nuts. And now we've got monkeypox? Yep, there's a whole new aspect of this. <laughs> Dealing with that Reese, now. Stop hitting your She's desk. like, fuck my life. <laughs> I feel, no pandemics. I feel so seriously about monkeypox as a queer man because <clears throat> I see being weaponized and villainized on social media all the time from religious people who are like promoting it in a way mm-hmm. of saying that it, it's finishing what the AIDS yeah. pandemic That's started and that it's like, like good riddance, like, like it's it's so, so triggering because I grew up thinking that was something so of the past and that I would never go through. And I'm not like minimizing it and, and saying it is like the AIDS crisis, things are not there yet. But just to even have that to be in conversation that I'm getting my version or seeing like it's 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 really jarring as a queer person. I like, mm-hmm. I'm hating living through it. I like, think it's really serious when people like joke about it or the other day right by that we were driving on a highway and there's graffiti that said monkeypox isn't real. I was like, uh, oh, we're already take, starting. I need like, to take a breath. They're already starting with the. It's so disturbing. So well, you know, it's something that makes me laugh and cry at the same time. So <laughs> right after Motherland airs, what comes on right after that? <laughs> here is the Seven Hundred Club. <laughs> yeah, oh, the links yeah. you get to watch it is that too. I'm like, turn that shit off. No, and then one night I'm sitting there like wrapping things up because I live tweet during the episodes and I didn't pay attention and all of a sudden this person's talking about how homosexual agenda is going to end the world and all this other and I'm like, do you realize what was just on? (laughs) Oh my god, I can't believe the queerest show on TV just happened and now we're <laughs> it's so ironic in the worst way. It's, that's why I said laugh and cry. Like you can only do. Totally. It, could be, it could be satire. Yeah, totally. The first episode we watched that came on, and I was like, "Is this a joke? Like, tell me, Saturday Night Live just started, and this is a skit." Right? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, "Is somebody memeing?" <laughs> yeah, we. I actually had to study that in school. I went for entertainment and arts management, and we talked about how. Disney just can't get rid of the 700 Club because they're just stuck in this contract. That's so weird. Like, oh, I don't get it. <laughs> but I love that they put the the views of this program do not reflect the views of the network thing on there. Um, just to kind of be like, guys, this isn't us. We swear. I like how it goes. And they're also making money off of it. So what's the right. Thank you. <laughs> but we'll take the money. Yeah. Totally not. I just love it. like the office, motherland. <laughs> yeah, like what is this like trio? Everyone, It's like the the horrible old like rotty uncle at the end. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it's the end of uh, holidays. Like when totally. the actual homophobia comes out. You're like, yeah. oh, anyways. <laughs> yep. Oh. oh that's what God. we should do we should review the 700 club one day and just no. No. rip it apart no, no, <laughs> look at that. the orange she's no. like i refuse the next I want the of the world <laughs> no i want to know what the agenda too. is and and like who came up with it yeah me too because i didn't get the memo have you never seen it before no, i'm kidding 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, Bree. I can't always no. tell. <laughs> My sarcasm is... <laughs> you gotta land it better. I can't... I, the Russian judge gave me a zero. I'll just put it that way. I remember watching a documentary about Tammy Faye Baker before the movie with Jessica Chastain in it. And she was sort of talking, like, obviously she was very inspired by the 700 Club and would, like, wanted to do her version. Of it was just so interesting that she, like, was, like, pro-gay. Yeah. Such a, like, those, the, the cognitive dissonance there. Yeah, but, like, it still needs to be commanded. Like, she was one of the first people to put a dying AIDS patient on TV, especially with a remorseful agenda, and show him, like, that gave him time to speak to, like, there are there is allyship where we need to give the credit due to Tammy Faye Baker. There's also so much like systemic like deterioration in the opposite direction. So it's like it's such a weird. And then she went on to have that show where she co-hosted with like a queer man and they like, have this weird kitschy song and it's like Christian and a gay. It's not good, but it's, yeah, she is such a conundrum. But it's just so interesting when I think of the Seven Hundred Club. I, I think of Tammy Faye, and then I'm like, we need more of that. I mean, we need less religion, but we need more. More of her. Mm -hmm. I also love this. We just need more separation of religion. Right. Yeah, totally. I think we need more Keenan. Oh. <laughs> I, I fully agree with that statement. <laughs> we just have all the shows be the Keenan show. Be the next time you Bayer. <laughs> Start getting eyelashes with, like spider legs. Oh my god! I'm sorry. There she you go. To, she wanted to come up. Oh. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> sorry. All right, you're gonna be. You're gonna be good. I promise she's a loving dog. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually really sweet. Yeah. She's she also very sweet when she's not ripping my throat out. <laughs> well, see, even if she goes to bite you, which she doesn't, but she only has half her teeth, so you'll just get all gum. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. We get gummed. Oh, we're know, getting that to the chaotic portion of this. This is usually how it goes with us, especially if the Ori can't talk that much. She's the one who keeps us on track. <laughs> I don't know why. She just watches, playing her own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Caitlin and I have ADHD, and Theor is the one that has to be like, All right, I'm back on track. Bree, stop hitting the table. <laughs> so much editing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forget. I feel like so know that there is no, like, there is no sense of direction like yeah, that. I feel no, like it totally captures it. our energy totally better, because that's how our conversations are. We'll start, like, a debate on a very, like, like singular topic, and by the end of it, we're like, why are we talking about this? Yeah. Like, how did we get here? You're like, we went from chickpeas to Martha Stewart. Nah. Literally, though. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> just like, My favorite you... thing is when we have conversations and I look stuff up on Google. And so I have a bunch of tabs open and then I go to close them later and I just see the thought process. Yeah. <laughs> so messy. Totally. It's, it's so chaotic. That's My brain is like... too many tabs open at once. There's a section of our show that's Caitlin's Corner, and Caitlin writes her notes down on paper, and then she always forgets what they mean, so I have to, like, interpret them for her. <laughs> like, one of them was, what was it, um, <clears throat> Tally is a cat? Yeah. <laughs> Tally is a cat! 
Yeah, and I'm like, was it when she caught the glass that was about to break? <laughs> it was. She knows me better than I know myself. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but I feel like we could talk to you forever, but we don't want to keep you. <laughs> Aww, you yes. Yes. So, so do you have thank any... Thank you for talking with us. Yeah, any final words for our listeners before we I, actually end? But, before you answer that, I gave Fiora the sign off because I knew she would be the only person to actually end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fiora's like, I got stuff to do. Y'all. I just end it. <laughs> she just <Yeah>. clicks. <laughs> hilarious. Um, so hmm. Closing I thoughts. I don't know. Um, just to give a visual reference of what happened happens when we watch it it's like a party here i mean like every day in our house is a party but every tuesday we try and invite as many local crew or cast that are available that day being a tuesday is really hard and we all watch and so every episode has been really special and so we'll just like talk with whoever's there but we basically have a podcast but like in real life (laughs) um and last week's episode was super intimate jess who plays tally just got back in town and we like had dinner watched the episode together really sweet catching up with her mm-hmm. and so yeah every if you guys want a visual reference of so that's what's happening how we watch so this is us Taylor, usually that's like, amazing on her phone because she has she to has work tweet, so yeah. she live tweets and then it's just us like entertaining guests and be like that was such a nice day the cast always loved to say that was such a day fun day i was like was it is it really <laughs> that was, a fun was it we remember it differently we experienced it in a different lives. That was i feel like the cast day. gets a little more sheltered than the crew Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot more actually. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're we're trying to plan the, the biggest one for the finale. And just have as many You guys should take a picture or something. Yeah, well, we will. Uh, we're trying to plan sure big things. It's gonna be really special. Really special. End of an era. That's gonna be. <sighs> it's through the no, not end. Off. It's not the end. No. <laughs> I like that. I like no. that manifestation. Well, the campaign's still going on, so there was like a lot of talking about that today. Actually, there's there's like a big plan for the end of the season for a, like an event. I don't know if you guys saw like the Hulu where they did uh, billboard trucks outside of Hulu. Okay. Oh, I didn't see that. That's so yeah, there was a bunch of fa- of fan groups that we all got together and then put made a video edited of all of these fan arts from across the fandom put them all together in one video with a song and then like they had these billboard trucks park outside hulu headquarters Mm -hmm. for like eight hours straight and they actually came out and were like told them to turn the music down one point so yeah um i can send you the link to that because there's video i'd love to see that that's awesome. Sorry, Theora. We're really not good at ending. <laughs> we just want to keep talking forever. One thing I would say as well is just like about the trauma bonding is that I've worked on plenty of shows and met plenty of crew, and I don't think I've ever made closer bonds mm-hmm. than I have on this show. Like I made friends for life, not yeah. just like a work colleague acquaintance exactly. or like a situational friend that you back with. Like there are people that I had no idea who they were before the show, and I still see them actively once a week. Mm-hmm. Like this has brought people into our and lives. And like moving here, 
city and like I was worried I wasn't going to be able to make friends because I've heard how hard it is making friends in Vancouver so I was fearful of that like leaving my friends and family in my home city and coming here so it was really nice that I got the experience that I did at Motherland I got yeah like there's so many like deep meaningful relationships mm-hmm. in our lives now that are like thanks to motherland yes i'm very so very like, very so grateful special. even though it sounds like chaotic i'm so very grateful yeah it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah well thank you guys for putting all of your time and effort into this show like we all really appreciate oh, it and oh. thank you thank you for talking to us for so long about so many things like walmart and the show and you guys and everything else we really appreciate it <laughs> having us so much fun Yes. All right. Awesome. We're signing off now. Happy now, <laughs> Kaylin. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all of our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. Uh, please subscribe and like all the things. If you happen to be listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review, no matter how brief. This is what Apple uses in their algorithm to uh, help us gain a wider audience. So please, please, please help us out. Yes. And please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you about everything and anything. And if we like it, we'll probably give you a shout out on the air. You can find us at all the things. Twitter at Big Gay Energy Pod, Tumblr, Big Gay Energy Pod, Instagram, Big Gay Energy Pod, or you can email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for lesbian Jesus. <laughs>